The Ryback Show starts now. Welcome to The Ryback Show Monday Live. I am the big guy, Ryback, coming at you. We're actually using Station Head. I opened it up on the phone, and uh, I'll probably see if we can't do a... Uh, we'll do some callers. We'll see if we have anybody that's in. We're getting a few people over there now on Station Head, as I've said for you guys, that what we're going to be doing once they have that configured on the web where I'm able to stream simultaneously through the Station Head app on the web browser, we'll be able to do the calls like we do, you know, all feed into the same sound system and everything that we got set up here. But we're, we're still waiting uh, I'll send another message this week and see how far out they are on that. I think it's going to be a really, really cool uh, addition to the Ryback show where, again, this is a fan-friendly, interactive show, health, wellness, fitness, mindset, nutrition, pro wrestling, uh, talking to you guys, sometimes one-on-one, answering your questions, the super chats, and anything else that comes at us. We're not streaming on Instagram today since I'm using the Station Head app on the phone uh, as well. So thank you to everybody uh, joining on the Station Head app. And uh, again, download that app. It's free, guys. Add at Ryback on there. And that's where eventually you'll be able to talk to me directly, whether you love me, hate me, answering your questions personally on anything going on. Today has been uh, a day of fasting. I'm uh, doing a 20, uh, it's going to end up being about a 22, 23-hour fast. Um, to close to 24, the, uh, I'd started it earlier yesterday then had one little small meal before bed and, uh, it's gonna, but I'm gonna end up probably eating tonight, uh, between the eight and nine o'clock mark, depending on, but I'm, uh, I'm feeling great resting, uh, a lot of scar tissue broken up today on the shoulder, hot tub therapy, uh, got some nice sun out in the pool, Hot tub was hot as hell with this Vegas heat. We are in a, uh, what is it, the excessive heat warning uh, where it is. I mean, I've lived here my whole life outside of, I mean, I've lived, I was gone for seven years going through developmental with the wrestling and being released and living in Louisville, Atlanta, Louisville, then Tampa. And I've been in hot places, but it's the dry heat is uh, something else here. And the ground the ground is the tough, the, the ground, it's scorching hot. Like even my turf, there'll be like just a couple months in it's that afternoon period. Morning's not bad. It's in the afternoon. Like if you walk barefoot on the turf out there and it, it has a heat absorbent, it's, it's a really good expensive turf. It, uh, it's still, it's, it's uncomfortable. Even by the pool, the pavers, you got to have sandals on flip flops out there. Otherwise it will, it will scorch your feet. And uh, don't get me wrong, I've done it. It's just, it'll turn you into a little bitch pretty quick. I ain't no Tony Robbins walking on those charcoals yet. Working my way up to that. Good to see all of you. Hello, hello. Let's get to some of these questions. We're going to start right off by blocking that jabroni. Okay. Uh, it didn't, Justin, so Station had didn't send out an alert. Oh, I had that on, on the thing. It said it would send out notifications. Interesting, interesting. Let's see here. Uh, I don't know what band did my theme music in WWE. I was always under the impression, um, Jim Johnston, Jim, I always 
mess up his name. Is it Jim Johnstone or Jim Johnston? I don't know. Maybe he goes by both. I Jim. I just know Jim uh, was figured into that, but I don't. I don't know. I think the band reached out on Twitter once that actually did it and sent a message. I'll have to, man, I wish I remembered who sent that because I would like them to remake it. Even though I like the one, I want it remade with the sirens up front like we have on here. I like this song, actually. The guy that did this song, this one's badass and is as close to it as I've ever heard. But uh, I don't, I don't know the band. I'm sure I could figure that out putting out a tweet. Granted, about 10 people will see it uh, until Twitter fixes the damn account, if that ever is a thing. Uh, drinking my pump like city. I'm very, I'm very, uh, the fasting has hit me hard today. Because I think it's because I did the hot tub and I was out in the sun for a while today. I got great color going right now. Freaking jacked. But I'm, uh, I get fatigued the, the last part of the day and I got groceries coming which probably will come as I'm doing this and they're going to be sitting outside for a little bit, but at least it's on up out on the porch in the shade and uh, can't wait to, to make my, my meal tonight. Oh, breaking a fast that first meal. It's as glorious as anything in the world. Guys, do you really want to be thankful for your food? You got to fast minimum 24 hours for, you got to get to that 24 hour mark, you know, if you want to go further, be my guest. It's only that much more enjoyable. But 24 hours will let you truly be thankful for your food. Red coming in hot with that super chat. Red wants to know what my favorite color is. Why? I, I am a big fan of the color red. I'm a big fan of the high energy colors, which is red, yellow, orange, and red, yellow, and orange, I believe, are the high energy colors, which I always try to keep uh, into my singlets. Uh, and I'll usually mix them, which actually that may be the new singlet color for the return is red, yellow, and orange, ultra high energy, all the highest energy colors. Hulk Hogan was just red and yellow. The big guy Ryback, red, yellow, and orange. Yep. That's what we're going with. I'm going to work on that. I do have a fresh single up there, the singlet that's done with the Ryback with feeding time, the, the, the feeding time mouth deal but red, yellow, and orange, unlimited energy. See, what we, see, this is why we do the show, guys. You guys give me ideas without even trying to give me ideas. Stripper dough. Yeah, that's really low. That's, I mean, that's, I mean, we're, we're, we're not at a, at a fine establishment if we're with $5, guys. It's going to have to, we're going to have to get that up a bit so the big guy can have a good time if we're talking stripper money. But, hey. Every little bit helps. That Google AdSense just hit the account today. I'll tell you, those those super chats make for a nice little bonus. Uh, you know, the ad revenue is always nice, but when you get that 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 super chats, they all come in at once. So the whole month, like you don't you don't know what it is, you don't know. Then bam, you're like, oh, those super chats, those are pretty cool. Uh, I think pre work so pre workouts. Yeah, I get paid for it. I get paid to sit at home. Money from Feed Me More Nutrition just comes in at all hours of the day. Doing feeding videos, feeding time videos, Google AdSense. It's a beautiful thing. Stock market. But you got to work hard to build that all up. And then you got to work really hard to keep it going, obviously. But it allows for some cool downtime. 
This pump plug city has never tasted so good. Um, the yeah, so on the pre workouts, Jeff, I think people that are pre exposed to, to, to having or already or have a pre existing condition and, and struggle with high blood pressure, adding in certain things could, could trigger that further. So that's why it's always best uh, to get regular lab work done and to know where you're at on those things. But as far as like just pre-workouts in general, you know, in particular, there's I can't talk for other brands out there, but with the wake up unlimited energy, you know, uh, you can always, we always say start with half a scoop. And if you're sensitive to stimulants or anything like that, that half a scoop is, is, a, is enough to give you great energy, but not be as high on the stimulants. Whereas, you know, I love the full scoop. I, I tolerate it very well. I love the clean energy that I get from it and it, everything. My blood pressure is always perfect when I go to the doctor. Like, it's always great. And that's something I'm, I'm proud of, you know. And the only times it's come back where it was the it was a tad high was when my sodium, too. And, like, I love because sometimes the processed foods and stuff, and this is where I think going vegan has really helped. I don't eat nearly as much sodium as I used to on that and I'm much more conscious of it because and I, I was looking at something I've always been aware but it's really easy that could sneak up on you really if you eat a lot of processed foods and eat out a lot sodium content can go through the roof and as I've learned about water manipulation more and, and keeping my sodium at a, a very fair level even though I sweat like an asshole at the gym when I push myself on that and then do the sauna and all that where you can have a higher amount much higher actually on that as long as your blood pressure always stays within the healthy range but always know if it ever does come back just a little that it's it's usually sodium related on that to a degree jabroni for life thank you for the super chat when's judge ryback coming back i don't know i've got the old judge's outfit out there in a box i've just been doing the regular routine here feeding time doing these shows live Judge Ryback takes a lot out of me. I am vegan. I'm uh I am uh 10 months plus vegan now. Hello, hello. Let's see what it Trying to see what else do we got going on. Have you ever experienced a stone cold pop either backstage or in the ring? I'm sure that's intense. Stone cold Steve Austin, I think, is the most, and and a a very large amount of people will agree to this day. Stone cold Steve Austin in his prime, and always in all his whole WWE run, is. And again, I, I wasn't there for the experience. You just see him on TV. But sometimes TV doesn't do pops justice either, where you got to sometimes be there and feel that energy. And there's a difference between like crowds like popping too and making noise, and then like arena shaking on that. And 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 from what I was told, Stone Cold was always and consistently at the, was 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 the guy, and 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 took pops to a different level. On that, I've uh, I've been very blessed to, and, and I've been told 
that uh, in my time, prime Ryback with booking great. And uh, we had some arena shaking. And I was told by people in production and people that had worked there for Stone Cold that that was the only other time they've ever experienced that. So that was very cool for me to hear that. It didn't last nearly as long. And, uh, and I don't know if it was nearly as loud. I just know things were very good for a period of time. And uh, I firmly believe that can all be recaptured. And, and my pops always remained great, regardless of the booking, uh, which I think is, is um, it, it, it's a very cool thing. So, But I think Stone Cold is in a league of his own when it comes to pops. Dirt Sheets Ryback says his pops were bigger than Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> I'll get a fucking text from Steve. Ryback, what the fuck? Kid, your pops were nowhere near as good as mine. Oh, hell yeah. Click. Okay, guys. You guys, let's just have a good time here. I'm not in the mood today. I'm fasting. I'm a little cranky. Shell shock some bitches. Yeah, Mike, if you break the script and beat up Vince, that's called. You will get arrested. You will be fired. You'll get arrested first. Then you'll get fired. And then they'll probably take you to court. And then just make sure they just strip you of all of your the money that you made while you were there. So that's why you don't break the script. And that's why you are a professional. And then when you do do that, then they, they say you have a bad attitude. Just so you know. Okay, like that's what would, would, would happen. So that's why we don't do that, guys. We could talk about things afterwards, but you don't do that while you're actually working and under contract. It's called nobody would you never get booked ever again in pro wrestling. I don't know. I'm not I'm not the best with impressions. I, I Vincent Paul Heyman and Vince McMahon are my two top ones, which is why I consistently will do those. I could do uh macho for certain lines i could do a little bit of hogan um because I, I got the deep heavy voice so those are the hogan's the warrior i think ultimate warrior i'm i'm not bad at those i don't think i'm, I'm i don't think I'm, I'm i'm in nowhere near as talented a lot as other other people nor do i care to be i just do it and have a good time <clears throat> Let's see, uh, Ryback TV got a little heated on the YouTube video posted today. I thoroughly enjoyed the rant. Good stuff as always. Keep up the great work. Jurexify, thank you. I don't even remember. I do so many damn videos. I got to go back and I don't watch my own videos when they go up because I, I did the damn thing. Not a mark for my YouTube. The That uh, was the Cafe Nofer. Uh was it on, on the vegans, on being manly? I can't remember what it was. I get I, I, I like to go off on positive rants, showing emotion. I think that's very beneficial to do it. Very healthy. I felt great after I did that. I went and had a great workout right after that. It was therapy for me. And then, and then with it, you give positivity. You help some people out. Shell shock, to, uh, shell shock or two to a couple little bitches. Maybe double stack those little bitches. Bam. Down the pit of spikes, keep Rybackville a happy and uh, positive place. I'm not watching, guys. I don't know what of Raw right now. It's I'm in Las Vegas. It doesn't come on until 8 p.m. here. 
I will throw it on tonight and watch uh, a, a, a little bit of. But I've I've been told and like seeing the ratings are definitely the lowest they've ever been, and it, it is you know it's an alarming fact that 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 all started when I left the business. <laughs> Which seriously though it, it kind of did. They disrupted what was supposed to be, and the gods above are now controlling things until the return of the big guy in which we will see a rise of pro wrestling ratings never before seen with good storytelling. It's not a person, not one person alone can't do it, but a person with great storylines and great storylines around him can't. I don't know who Kobe Kingston is. Is that a new wrestler? Guys, if we're going to insult somebody, let's also take a, 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 a little time to do a little spell check. It's a common thing when I see people hating. I think they're in such a hurry to hate that a lot of the spell, they don't even go back and reread what they wrote. And in a lot of the cases, they don't even know when they do it. But Oh, yeah, people saying I built my body on animal protein. That and steroids are the two things. The uh, It's just I, I can't. There's people will see the things and and I laugh. They're going, you're so full of steroids. And I'm just like, Jesus, if you knew that I wasn't, like, what excuse are you going to have left, like, next, Steve? What else are you going to do to prevent yourself from getting the results that you desperately want? Like, I don't know what to tell people. So I don't. I just block them. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure at over 10 months right now of being vegan, my body, if the vegan protein was so insufficient, my body body would have already dwindled away. But then it goes back to, well, no, because you're on massive steroids. Like, there's no winning. No matter what you do, you're just like, well, okay, I guess. Cool. I don't know what I would expect my uh, rating to be. in a, my, my wrestling character, Ryback, was always had great uh, attributes in the wrestling, wrestling games. They always... I don't know what the last one was, but I know at one point I had one of the the was one of the best ones in there, which is based off real life, by the way. <laughs> yeah, guys, we only talk about me returning like all the time. I was just talking to Wade Barrett today because uh, we're going. We have similar things in our lives, and uh, he's one of my my good friends. But I was just telling him how close I am. With my shoulder. I keep Wade in the loop. Wade and me talk a bit, but, and then I've, uh, conversations are taking place. I'm not going to go into nothing, nothing serious. I just, you know, I know that's why I've always said I laugh when I see, you know, certain things online. And then just like, okay, this is not like real life. We're, but people will like think, oh, I just laugh in regards to like some of the rumors that come out and things. And plus you can put all the lies you want about me. The right people know me in wrestling. <laughs> so it's like, and they know how it is and everyone gets it. Everyone gets the shit talkers and the hate. But when I see the ridiculous lies as if those lies are going to prevent like me from going, I'm like, what? No, get out of here. But it is what it is. They do their best. Thank you very, man. Thank you very much, Jose. That is very kind of you. 
No, Mike, that is not the right take. We're going to talk about this because this is. So Mike says, Mike Smith says, steroids are only demonized by the elite because it's life extension. So they just killed wrestlers and blamed roids. So there's a major difference between steroids and then things such as testosterone under testosterone replacement therapy and human growth hormone under uh, hormone replacement therapy within the normal range, healthy normal ranges and monitored with blood tests, regular blood tests, a couple times a year, typically with all that, where you monitor everything and you stay in a very safe and healthy range that normal healthy men stay in. A lot of our foods, there's a lot of things that are, are lowering the, the testosterone in men and, and hormones in men, all people, in children, and disrupting it. Well, that's why, again, going vegan has a lot of positive benefits to a lot of this stuff. Steroids, on the other hand, are what you see a lot of these people on Instagram, the pro bodybuilders, a lot of athletes, and people take and abuse far past normal, the normal range. Hundreds of times, sometimes, if not thousands of times higher than what your normal ranges should be. Steroids and things of that nature, not used, TRT, HRT, not being monitored, not being used, correctly are 100% horrible for you. That is why you see pro bodybuilders drop dead in their 30s and 40s and their 50s. And these guys, that's why they, it's not good for you. There's all this information, the heart risk, the attitude stuff, that's not made up, guys. And that, but the people that do that will try to justify it and say, no, 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 no. And by the way, it's not just personal choice. You're doing things that take away from all the great people that don't do them. You see where the problem in that lies? And you and you disrupt the whole perception of everything. Man, I just have no time for it. I think it's I think losers do it on that, and they're not good for you. And I think and, it, and I, I was a loser from 20 to 24 when I used them and mildly at that, but I was a loser because I let the insecurities of others become my insecurities getting into pro wrestling. And thinking I had to do that because I heard my hero say he did them. And I go, okay, that, that justifies me doing them. Even though I was already big enough and didn't need them. But I did them and I did them mildly. But I learned a horrible lesson and that. And, and it shut down my natural testosterone for life on that end where I've been on TRT and HRT since I was 28 on that. So you got to just, you know, they're not, they're, they're not, they're demonized for a reason. They're, they're, they're shit. And you don't need them. Thank you very much. I try to be a good storyteller. Pro wrestling has definitely helped on that. I like coming in here and just seeing what you guys throw at me and, and just talking. Is uh, Jeff asked, is 12 to 15 sets enough per muscle group? Absolutely it is. I strive for 20 personally. Legs, I go a little higher on that. Sometimes I'll do. Uh, also, another thing to factor in, I'm big on the 20 set rule deal. But that's also kind of when I'm training at maximum intensity and effort. Whereas like when I'm with these injuries and working around my shoulder, I'll sometimes do a little bit extra sets because I know I'm not training at maximum intensity until I can get certain things, you know, with my shoulder movement, and, which is like really, really great right now. But like I, I always, I always try to keep it around that 20 rule. You can get far, you can get 
just phenomenal results at the 12 to 15 set mark. It all depends. Any workout's better than no workout. You can go in and do six sets. If you go all out, you can get results off that. If you, if you, in two, and here's a big thing I'm big on. I really think our mindset on how we feel about our workout really plays a role in how it goes and how we, if you go into the gym and you know you can only do 10 sets and you only got 30 minutes and you, but you go in there and you give it everything you got and you feel so good after that 10 sets, you go, this is awesome. And you take your pre, your post-workout shake, you get your meals in and, but you believe those 10 sets stimulated muscle growth. I really think there's something to that. Whereas if you go in there and you're like, man, I only did 10 cents. Is that going to be enough? I didn't do anything today. Why should I even have my protein shake? God, I'm such a loser. 10 cents, 30 minutes. Oh, why did I even go to the fucking gym? You see the difference in that? And your body, your mind, it feels that. So I, I'm a big believer in whatever I go and do it, I try to feel as good about it as possible. Because I'm a big believer in that, that, that our body and that energy, it, it, it really makes a difference. And maybe that's why I'm so freaking jacked. Positive on the workouts. Really do believe there's something to that, though. Yeah, arms are genetic. I mean, everything's genetic on our body, our muscle groups, guys. But arms and, and calves seem to be the two things that really can be where people just have uh, – I don't know who that guy is. I don't like that question. The uh, calves and arms are the two things that really are super genetic, where you could like train like a madman and just not stimulate muscle growth in your calves. Arms are the same way. And typically, you'll see guys that like if they have like, because it depends on how you store your body fat too. There's some guys that like, so like Tommy Dreamer, Tommy Dreamer has high body fat. Tommy Dreamer, though, has always looked like he looks great in his shirt with his arms because he has big ass arms. He stores fat in his arms. Like, I wish I'm jealous of Tommy Dreamer's arms because Tommy Dreamer, like, even if Tommy got his body fat super low and dieted down, his arms would still be huge because the way he carries his arms, that's such a good problem to have. Like, it's. And it, I, everyone's different on that. Also, arms are relatively, the triceps make two-thirds of the arm or around that. So it's always a lot of the arm size depends on your tricep size and the and the layout of your triceps. Some guys have a higher tricep where their arms get bigger up, and some guys have a, a more full lower tricep. Genetics, man. It's just the way that it is. Uh, Google asked Ryback, would you ever be a paramedic? You'd be an awesome EMT paramedic, in my opinion. No, I, I mean, I don't think, I think I'm very thankful uh, for people that do that line of work. I don't think I would be able to do anything else that I'm doing. Uh, and also, I'm thankful for the people that work in hospitals. And, and I know some nurses, do I know some nurses? Um, and people that work in that field, though, they take such a hit in their personal lives because they see such horrific, traumatic things daily. I would not want to do that. I think it, I, I want it, but I'm, I'm, I'm beyond grateful because because those people love helping so much, 
But people like that, to me, are the true heroes of the world. And we, everyone's important. We all have our place and thing. But people that are able to do that and live normal lives or somewhat normal lives, I'm very thankful for. Because doctors, the things these people see, man, I don't know how how they're able to, to to bounce back. And I know a lot of them don't. They 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 wear it and they they're depressed a lot and they drink a lot and they do things in their downtime and um, you know. But uh, I, I don't think I would want to do that. I store my body fat in my head. <laughs> no, buddy. Yeah, my book, Silver Surfer, is Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, is available on Amazon. And then it's available in paperback, audio, and Kindle formats. I did the reading on Audible as well. I think, you guys, it's a great introduction to the world of positivity and motivation. Covers a lot of things, and I, I believe it is a great starter book for living a positive uh, life. Deadlifts, too. Yeah, deadlifts are great. But deadlifting, learning proper form on deadlifts is absolutely uh, just so, so crucial. And you don't even have to go heavy on deadlifts. That's another thing. I think people, you know, even if you just stayed at a lightweight deadlifting, but do it with proper form, it, 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 it could be very beneficial. I do find we're as humans, guys especially, I think a lot of people, women do it too. I said, we like get so caught up in like the numbers game on like, it's like if you're strong, you're strong. But like, then like, where's the limit? And like, I look at it too. Let's take two bodybuilders and like and these guys, and obviously both heavy steroid users, but I know Jay, Jay Cutler, and, I, and Jay was a very nice guy and was always very kind to me. I don't agree with the lifestyle one bit, um, but I do respect him for his business mindset. And Ronnie Coleman, two guys that both lifted a lot of weight, but Jay always lifted more for the reps and the pump and kept things uh, under control, whereas Ronnie went all out. One is about to be in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, who's still working out despite doctor's orders and after all these back surgeries and is, is, is in my opinion, just, it, 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 it's not a happy ending. And Jay's, you know, and Jay is aged and stuff, but Jay still trains and, and, and stays and looks very healthy for from what he used to and whatnot. And I just look at that. And I go, there comes a point with the heavy lifting where you got to know. And like this is coming from a guy that loves to lift heavy, where I'm much more conscious of it now. On uh, It's like. Unless you're in a powerlifting meet, there's really there's no reason, actually, outside of it. You know, there's not. But I get it. Our egos get the better of us. And we always want to, you know, and, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I, I know all, all too well. I don't think you need to have heavy deadlifts, though. To, I think you can get very great results with light deadlifts, too. Ryback reminds me of a modern-day Ultimate Warrior. I think we're completely different. I think, it, I think I remind people of a lot of people, and I think that's a good thing. But I think sometimes people need to limit, like they limit themselves. They're like, oh, that guy reminds me of just that guy. So then they try to view everything that you do only in the eyes of that guy. It's pretty weird how wrestling fans could be with that stuff. With that, I think if you look at everything I do from my business to my sense of humor, I don't think there's anybody that's like me. 
and that, as well as being dead ass serious when I have to be on that. But yet you'll still have people that compare. And it's like, and then what's going to happen though, is like you go through your whole career. And I said this from the very beginning in interviews, when I'm done in, in, in many years, people will then be like, then, oh, you remind me of Ryback or Elemental Ryback and stuff. And that's what they do all the time with that stuff. But I, I try to be as diverse as possible by being myself, where I don't get caught up in that, well, I'm just going to be serious all the time. Why? That's boring. Like, I, I truly enjoy being me. So, but, you know, is there possible things where you could see maybe certain similarities? Okay. But that doesn't, I don't see like just one stereotype thing on you're just like that one guy. Uh, I do not believe heavy lifting will make you lose hair. I think if you do steroids with heavy lifting, I think that will help make you lose hair. Well, elegant too, in all fairness, um, you would actually be quite shocked by my technical wrestling. Technical wrestling is actually very, very easy, believe it or not. Uh, it, it's not that difficult. It's also considered extremely boring by the majority of people which is why when you see people that are pretty good technical wrestlers go to WWE, they don't overdo the technical stuff. They'll keep parts of it in, but the, it's, it's, a, it's a real thing at, 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 at the bigger level with that. And there's also, like, I do things that I enjoy doing that I enjoyed watching as a kid, and I think being a hybrid power wrestler is by far the most fun for me to go out there and do. Whereas like technical wrestling is, uh, and this is just me, it's kind of boring for me just doing it too. And I'll still in, I've incorporated it here and there at times, but it, it's just sometimes it's a, it's a disconnect from people. I always say, go back and watch Big Show and Kane on Raw when they were chain wrestling and everybody, it was the weirdest thing ever because it's just like, you could do it, but you got to do it in little bits and pieces in my opinion on that stuff. And I love submissions and that stuff. But it's not like rocket science. Like people think like, I think people think that there's this real hard skill. It's like, no, you just learn how to just do the move and you just do it on that. And most of the guys know how to do a lot of that stuff. I do think there's guys that work really, really hard on transitioning and staying in, in chain wrestling and, and that nature. And I like, I do. And some of that stuff can be entertaining when done right. But, and again, that's my opinion on what the pro wrestling that I love. Also knowing how I look and what reactions I get doing other things. You know, would I rather sit down and keep a guy in a, in a certain submission that being way bigger and stronger than him should break his arm? And it's not that really, or like, how's the guy going to get out of it? There's another thing with big guys doing technical wrestling on that thing too, where too, they'll even like, what's the psychology of how these little guys are just constantly getting out now, unless they use things and, and outmaneuver and, and can, can outwork their way in it. Great with that. And there's stuff that there's a place for that. But like, would I rather do that? Or would I rather hit the ropes and hit my head with a guy down and go stupid and get a reaction from the crowd and hit a big splash where I, I get a reaction from the crowd and it looks believable. I'm, I'm going to go to that more often than not, you know, and other things. So it's just what, what each guy likes. And I think just because you're a big guy, that doesn't mean that you're not a good technical wrestler. I think that's a big misconception that a lot of wrestling fans make is because if a guy wrestles a certain style, then they go, oh, he fucking sucks as a technical wrestler. You don't even know. 
doesn't mean he sucks. That's just what they don't, they don't choose. And there's such a lack of respect from certain fans. And they're not even fans. They're just the, the toxic portion of the wrestling fan base that just don't get it. Truly clueless on what, what entails a pro wrestler. I did not get the old man's gold. He when he he left while I was still recording. I have no doubt though the way he was acting, he no doubt had a bag of gold. That's how I would act if I was old and I had a bag of gold. I would be I would have my head on a swivel on that. I did not watch uh Hell in a Cell. I don't have uh Peacock and I'm not going to order it just for that. Um, why do I think WWE is struggling? So I don't think WWE is struggling financially. Uh, I think, though, there's too much content. They uh, have not protected wrestlers as well as they should by having them on every week. This is all problems I saw when I was there. Why I'm, I was really okay leaving on a lot of levels despite my health just because under that current situation, the contract, if you don't get protection built into your contract, you're fucked, and everybody becomes the same. Also, I think storylines and like, so like, let's like take The Fiend, for example. The Fiend and, and you, I know Bray very well. It's nothing but stress because every week you go there, you're just wondering how are they going to fuck this up? Or eventually I know they're going to fuck this up. And eventually they will because they're just trying to do too much, too soon, getting the content out and they don't value the individual brand of the wrestlers as much as they do the logo, the WWE logo. And all they care about is making as much money on the back end as possible. And it's really, that's where I think AEW is going to have some advantages. And if people know, it comes down to storytelling too, guys. And you got to have long-term storytelling. You got to be able to have fresh matchups. You got to be able to, a three-hour show is too much. People don't have the attention span to watch three hours anymore with all the options we have. And I think there, there has to be a, a point of adjusting, but they don't know how because it's all the same people that have run the company for so long. Nobody, because nobody, they, they got to figure out a new way to get casual viewers in. And I liked something Kenny Omega said in one of his interviews where that is, is something they're genuinely, genuinely interested in at AEW is getting the, the casual mass audience to watch their product. And I've got some great ideas and I know what it's going to take personally too. And I think that they're going to be the promotion that does it first. And I think they're going to be beating WWE in the ratings sooner rather than later. I really firmly believe that. And I, and I watch their product intently and I like a lot of the things they're doing. We all don't agree with everything that happens, but man, they are hungry and they're trying. And I love that they're hungry. And that to me is why they are the most appealing promotion to me. Super chat. Uh, thank you, Brian. Hey, Ryback, how do you feel about pro lacrosse coming to Vegas? Oh, I had no idea it was coming to Vegas. Uh, I never played lacrosse. We didn't have it at the schools when I was growing up. I know that's back East. I know a lot of the schools back Easter do it, have it, but I, I, I was clueless that lacrosse was even coming here, but I guess it, it's only a matter. It was only a matter of time. We got football, we got hockey. Um, I have no doubt we're going to have pro basketball and, uh, I've already heard the stuff about that. And then a pro baseball team as well. Uh, I think Vegas is, is going to truly be the New York LA and I'm not excited about that. 
within the next 10 years as far as how the growth of Vegas and um, what we're what we have available out here. The floodgates have opened. The population out here is ridiculous now. Like the area I'm in was so quiet when I moved out here in 2014 and moved home in 2011. It was so peaceful and quiet. Ten years later, <coughs> it's just absolutely ridiculous. <clears throat> but that's cool, man. For the people that love lacrosse, I'm happy for them. Uh, I hope they can handle the heat because it is hot as balls out here. I definitely would be interested in a Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar matchup. I think that is. Uh, I think that that is that with a good story with the. I like I like that matchup now more than ever for Bobby. I know Bobby wants that match. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Drex, if I ask Ryback, you're friends with Dolph, correct? I am. He just texted me the other day. Why do you think they keep denying him a proper push? Um, so you got he's we guys wrestlers are physical actors. He 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 makes great money. He's he's got a great relationship with the people there. He's probably going to be there in, in any capacity that he wants for as long as he wants. From a producer standpoint, I would bet um, at some point if he chooses to want to stay there. Um, he's he's been the heavyweight champion. Granted, it wasn't for long, but he he's he's I mean he's held a lot of their championships and played the role of the champion quite a bit in various capacities. Um, and he's had a long, long productive career. I, I think he's a for sure hall of famer. And in, in, I used to talk to him about that, the physical actor thing when I was there and, and I know he agrees and that's what you do. You play the roles that they give you while you're there. And I'm, I'm sure there hopefully will come a point where he has a lengthy title reign uh, is playing the the heavyweight champion, the universal champion at some point. But, it, you know, he's always figured in. He's always used on that stuff, guys. And he's making great money, right? So at the end of the day, you, they, they, I don't know what the deal personally. Not everyone is is in in, in that, you know, the, the Roman spot or the Cena spot. <laughs> They're the only two that have had those spots. In, in, in modern times of, of Vince creating that spot. So where everybody else is kind of interchangeable into that, despite how over they get, which I've experienced on that. And it, it is, and I've been figured in heavily for a couple of years on that. And I've been, I've been not as figured in on that. And it sucks when you're not as figured in on that. I could, I could say that for a fact, but you know, I think it, it's, he gives it everything he got. And, that's the two, you guys. It's physical acting. It's just looking at this is why I want fans. This is why, and this is, I don't say this to insult pro wrestling. I say this because that's exactly what it is. It's physical acting with that. And it, it, it is it is the hardest job in the world with that. But fans need to be more supportive and appreciative of all pro wrestlers because all they're doing is playing the role that they're, they're being asked to play to the best of their ability. Yet, and I've experienced this where people will call you a failure and say you're shit or you're this and that. And I believe embracing the pro wrestling as a physical actor is the healthiest way for pro wrestlers 
to embrace the business. Because if you do that, you're not going to be so caught up in your ego and the bullshit of all these other things going on. My thing is, is doing it, you make sure you get the contract that you want, you get what you're worth, you get the things in writing that you need to get in writing, and then go out and have fucking fun being a physical actor. Because too, too many people take this shit too serious, where they think and they call the guys, you know, there's people that, that say, that think Heath Slater is a loser in real life because he, he puts guys over a lot of the times. Heath Slater is a phenomenal pro wrestler that has been champion in developmental. He's been champion on TV in many different tag teams, champion um, numerous times, and it embraces the role that he's always been asked to play. How does that make the guy a loser? He's just as talented as a physical actor as John Cena. He just does it in different roles. And guys, and I get there's levels to this, and guys are better suited for better roles. And that, and getting cast in the right role is, is, is something that's extremely important for a wrestler based off how you look and how people perceive you and things of that nature. But I think Dolph has done absolutely amazing. And I think Dolph is very content and happy in life. You know what? That's very, man, what a compliment, man. I'm popping that on the screen. Uh, you have a John Candy attitude, big guy, and that's a compliment, and you're both funny. Uh, man, I have a John Candy. He's one of my favorite uh, comedians. I loved him as a kid. I love the movie Uncle Buck. Um, he's uh, I've got upstairs. I, I like. I loved Robin Williams, John Candy. I love Kramer. I love Chris Farley. Uh, and that's why I think a lot of people don't embrace. They sometimes don't understand my sense of humor and my sarcasm. And I've, I've seen that early on when I started doing shows. People would th take things that I said 100% sarcastically that if you feel me and you're in person, you're laughing your ass off. But they would take that and, and listen to it like his dead serious Ryback voice from whatever they, they thought of me from TV. And then be like, oh, that's evil. And he's just, you know what I mean? So that's, I think that's why this is one of the biggest things of doing content that I think my followers have been able to understand about me and what I, I promote on social media is laughter. And it, it's done me so much good in my life. And I believe you could be fun, loving and humorous and have a good attitude. And you could be, you could be kind, but you can also say, no, fuck you, man. I'm not putting up with that bullshit and be dead serious and kick ass. And that's what I think makes me ride back. That's, that's a fantastic compliment. And thank you very much. God rest his soul, man. He was a fucking legend. Always will be. Take a look. Let's see. What do we got going on on Station Head? Let's see if we got any uh, manage the guest. Do we have anybody on Station Head? I don't think we... I can't tell. It is recording. That's good. We're getting, getting a recording on the old Station Head app. Uh, thoughts on Skip Sheffield? He looks a lot like you. Uh, yeah, Skippy was my brother. He uh, he went back to College Station after his ankle injury. And uh, last I heard, he was running uh, a chain of Asian massage spas uh, in, in the Texas region. Hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. Never was the same after that ankle injury, though. India, good to see you guys. Thank you. 
let's see. Good question here, Nader. What do you think was the pillar of you being the man you are and so direct and decision maker that you are? Uh, I think reading and self-knowledge, listening to audio books uh, and taking, taking what I, I, I read and, and process uh, and then try applying it to my life and having experience in the real world with it and, and developing uh, confidence um, and a belief that from listening, my mentors, I don't hang around a lot of people. And it's not because I don't like people. Last five years is because I had to get my health back and grow a business with everything stacked against me from the company that I'm still dealing with on a legal standpoint on things and suppressing my social media. That I've, I've, This has been truly the, the greatest test of my life and, and the greatest point of my life in so many ways with that. Um, but I, I knew I had to to do what I wanted to do. It, it, it really keep my circle small. And I still talk to people and things of that, but I use my time wisely of learning. And I listen to people that are, are very successful living the lives that they want to live. And I take, I've listened, I take all the pot law of attraction, the secret, the greatest secret, all these books, the magic, the power that have helped it all come in pieces of constantly self-improving and then in evolving and changing those things. And that's not to say mistakes aren't made along the way or things that, you know, this and that, but it's, it, it's constantly growing and applying. And I think when you have, when you learn about that, that hungry mindset of the, from positivity and the law of attraction, but taking that, that Grant Cardone 10X work ethic and by applying and doing the work and being like, no, I don't want to be miserable. I want to have control of my life. I don't like the way this world is going. Well, what am I going to do about it? Am I just going to sit back and bitch about it like everybody else? Or am I going to go, you know what? I think I'm a pretty fucking decent person. I think I've got a pretty pretty good idea, good common sense. I think I, I've learned I want to continue to learn and continue to grow. I think I'm going to continue to do great things. But man, I want to I want to create financial freedom so I have a real shot at making a difference, not only for me and my family and the people around me, but for the world. And, and by because I think too, when we live our lives, we could just go through lives living, or we we there's also we live our lives and the legacy we live behind and and how we make people feel and, and, and inspiring other people and, and doing to by doing what we love and helping ourselves, yes but also helping other people. Uh, and then when you get to a certain point and you have power and you have wealth, you're able to help implement change at a mass level. And that's always intrigued me. And it's always, that's why I think pro wrestling is always going to be a, a part of my life and a big part of my life. But I think Ryback is much bigger than just pro wrestling. And 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 I think it's it's started and it's going to continue to grow. And I think going back to pro wrestling is just going to continue to fuel these other things where we're going to see the motivational talking and some really good relationships with some really key people in the upcoming years. But there was never just like one point. You know, the secret though was it was it was a was a was it was an instrumental point. The the book The Power was another instrumental point on my ankle injury. Right, walking out away from WWE for millions of dollars and not signing over everything to them and in and, and saying, I'm going to take a chance on myself and, and, and saving my health in the process where my body was destroyed and overcoming all of that. I think there's three, three 
big major points right there, but I think there's been a lot of other medium and small ones along the way as well. But guys, so guys, I'm going to have to, we're going to wrap up uh, this, this episode. The groceries have been sitting out there and uh, it is like about like between 112 and 115. And uh, I've got fresh fruit and vegetables out there. So uh, I don't feel like throwing away a bunch of uh, stuff. Quite frankly, we're going to do, we're doing a special for Feed Me More Nutrition until midnight Pacific tonight, guys. It's in the description and it'll be in the comments. You get a free t-shirt with your orders. All you got to do is spend $40 or more on feedmemore.com. Go to weight belts and apparel and add the Feed Me More Nutrition Hungry Premium t-shirt to your bag, to your cart, select your size, and just use discount code free shirt, discount code free shirt at checkout. And I'm giving you guys a free premium t-shirt with your orders tonight. All orders over $40 on feedmemore.com. And that's in the description in the comments uh, as a thank you for putting in your orders today with that. And uh, with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I appreciate your time uh, and your energy as always. Uh, and I can't wait to eat. But stay hungry, my friends. Stay safe. And I will see you tomorrow. Feed me more.